Well, thank the Lord. We are blessed, aren't we? Oh, my. When you stop and think about it, think about how God is good to us. Well, if you're saved, you've got a lot to be thankful for, don't you? I mean, uh, thank the Lord for our salvation. And uh, this isn't as good as it'll get. It'll get better, amen, for us. And uh, thank the Lord. Well, Jacob's will was there. Let's ask God to help us now. Father, thank you for this time. Lord, open our hearts and our minds, our eyes to the Word of God here, and Lord, speak to us, Holy Spirit, move in this place. Lord, we're not here to impress anybody. We just need something from you. Lord, help us all understand a really important truth in this message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we look at the verse number six, the, the, where we get the message from, it doesn't seem like it's really that important at first when you... You look because it says, now Jacob's well was there. And uh, that, that first sentence, we think, well, you know, so what? There was a well that was there. And I'm sure many people walk past that well at, at times in their life, and they knew it was there, but it was really no big deal. Although water's a very important thing to have. But uh, I don't think they, a lot, most people didn't think a whole lot about it. They just went there and got water. It was one of natural thing. It's kind of like us. You know, we can go to the kitchen and you can turn the spigot on and get water there. You don't really think about it too much. But it, it is a blessing to be able to have it. And I'm sure to a lot of people at that time, the well was, that was there was really not so important to them. But I find, you know, the Bible said Jacob's well was there. Uh, I began to think about that a little bit and, and, and search the Word of God a little bit about that. And I think about Jacob's father, of course, was Isaac, and, and Isaac's father was Abraham. And if you look at those men, you'll find that they were really involved in, in digging wells. Uh, it was an important thing in, the, in their life. Uh, Isaac had followed the Lord's guidance in Genesis chapter 26. Uh, we won't go to it right now, but in Genesis 26, 17 through 22, it tells about how that... Uh, 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 Isaac followed the Lord's guidance and, and finally went and pitched his tent in Gerar. And uh, while he was there, Isaac did something very important. And I've heard people preach these things and talk about the different uh, uh, names of the wells, and you can get a message from that. But there in, in, in Gerar, he, he, he dug some wells. He dug Essek and Sitna and Rehoboth and, and many others. And, and uh, it was an important thing. And again, it doesn't seem that important. Like, what's a well have to do with anything? Uh, but I think if you listen, you might find out it means a whole lot. I even found in Genesis chapter 21, I find there that Abraham had had a well, and Abimelech's servants took that well away. And uh, that was a, a very difficult situation. So wells were important to Abraham, and, they, they were, and then his sons, and, and, and to Isaac, and, uh, and to his son uh, 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 Jacob. All the, the wells were very important uh, to them. But like I said, not just to them, but to everyone else around. Everybody needs water. And, and so what these men did way back a long time ago was a benefit to even other people. And I believe that if we, we look at the story here that uh, uh, God made, made sure that we understood what well it was that Jesus went to. And we know the story that goes on to tell about that Samaritan woman. The Lord said Jacob's well. It's interesting that God put the name on there because I think God wanted us to understand somebody put it. It didn't just happen. Somebody dug a well. That well was dug a long time ago. And if we look back into Genesis 34, you'll find out about Jacob was building wells. And I looked there and began to check out when was it that it happened. 
And it was interesting, of course, I'm thinking about Abraham, we know it was a long, long time ago, but that was about 1,700, uh, what, BC, seven, 1,739 BC was when that took place. And now we're talking about, in the situation we're reading here in John chapter 40, that it was about, that time was 30 A.D. Now, if my math is correct, and I did go to the third grade, so I think I got it right, but if you, my math's correct, that's seven, 1,769 years later, we find Jesus at the well that Jacob had dug. I mean, do you think Jacob thought about what's going to happen almost 1,800 years later? I don't think he thought about that. He was thinking about what he was doing right then and there, providing for his family and for other people. And so when I look at the story here, I think how exciting it is when I find it's been, when I, when I think of the well here, that when Jesus came there, that had been dug about 1,800 years ago of that time. It, you know, things last a long time. That's impressive to me. Like I look at some of you and I'm impressed. <laughs> You've lasted this long, amen? I'm not, I'm not looking right down there. But uh, uh, I mean, it's impressive to think about, you know, you find an old car. And uh, uh, Gail's uh, husband had a 1939, what is it, Ford? Ford, just happened to be a Ford, too bad one, a Chevy. But anyways, uh, 1939. You know what, that impresses me, that car is still able to be driven. That it's still not rusted away. I look out in the parking lot, there's a few Fords out there that ought to be in the junkyard, amen? And, uh, but what happens, it's impressive to find something that's lasted that long. And I think it's impressive to me to think that here was someone who built, who dug that well many years ago, and it's still going on at that time. But something important happened at that well. Something so important. I believe that, that even though it's Jacob's well, Jacob didn't have any idea what was going to happen. You say, preacher, what happened? Well, we read the story. It goes on, and let's look at verse number 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Well, where was, what well was she at? She was at Jacob's well, wasn't she? Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. You understand what happened? This woman, this Samaritan woman, who usually the Jews would have nothing to do, and they would have nothing to do with the Jews. I mean, the two unlikely ones, if you will, are now at this place, Jacob's well. Now the story goes on, and what happened, he offered her, he asked her to give some water, and, and, and they began this discussion we just talked about, and the Lord was saying, I've got water where you can drink, you'll never thirst again. Let me tell you something, that's the living water, that's salvation he was offering to her. It's amazing, the story that's happened. Again, think about this, 1,800 years after a man had dug this well, we have Jesus sitting on the edge of this well here, talking to this woman of Samaria. The disciples gone away to buy some meat. And I'm glad, I'm glad they weren't vegetarians, amen? Now, if you're a vegetarian, I'll pray for you. But I thank the Lord for meat, amen? I mean, I, I, you know, we're talking about deer season coming up, and I always give my deer away because I don't like the wild meat. I like beef, amen? Give me the beef. I, I got my neighbor, he raises uh, uh, Angus. 
And I told him, I said, I, I don't mind when your cows get loose. He said, you don't? I said, no. I said, I just take one and butcher it in my garage. And uh, if they get in my yard, amen. Andy, you got some Angus back there too. You better be careful. I saw one of yours on the road the other day. He's not there anymore. But anyway, <laughs> no, I, I don't butcher them when they're looking. And, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think about it. There they were. They went to get some meat. And here was the Lord by himself. How, how wonderful this was. Can you imagine how sweet it was? It was the Lord. I mean, she didn't come and just meet some of the disciples, although that would have been a big deal too. But she met the Lord. What a special day that had to be for her. I don't think she understood it right away, of course, as you read this story. But Jesus, as those disciples went away, he went and he sat on the well, on Jacob's well. And this woman came to get water. She came to do what she probably did every day, just come get water, just, just a normal thing. And she found the Lord. It's amazing sometimes how you find the Lord. I think about it the other week, a man was in his house doing the normal thing. I walked up to his house, it said, keep out. And whenever it says keep out, I kind of sometimes want to. Because I don't know what's on the other side there, but I, I, I will obey no trespassing signs. But keep out doesn't say no trespassing, so I go to that house. And I went and knocked on that door, and the man came to the door. And I began to talk to him a little bit, and I asked him, I said, you know, you died today. If you were to die today, you know you'd go to heaven. He says, no, but I'd like to. You know what? You never know. And just those normal things of day. I, I think that man that morning didn't think about, well, I'm going to get saved today. But you know what? Preacher knocked on the door and led him to the Lord. He got saved at his kitchen table. I'm so glad that God can save people when they're going about their normal day things. You never know what might happen. And so our Lord came to that well, sat there on the well. We know the story that he asked her to give me drink. And she knew that Jesus was a Jew and couldn't figure out why a Jew would ask a Samaritan for some water. And what verse 9 said, that they, the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Well, this seems like, you know, this would be a fight would start with the two of them. But you know, Jesus wasn't there to fight her. He was there to save her. She was not a Jew like him, but he loved her. I'm so glad the Lord loves us. He said, preacher, I'm not too lovable. Well, you know what? But he still loves the unlovable. He said, preacher, I'm really bad. But you know what? He loves the bad folks too. Thank the Lord for how much he loves us. And so the Lord tells her, he says, I can give you this living water. And I believe that woman got saved that day. She got saved. Isn't it wonderful to get saved? I'm so glad for that day that I trusted Christ. How I'm so happy when someone bows their head and asks Jesus to come into their heart and save them. And so here, there she is there and she, she, she listens to the Lord. I believe she got saved. And then what's the Lord say? He said, I want you to go and I want you to tell your husband and have him come here. Oh, boy. She just got saved. Man, everything seems like it's going really well, and now hard questions asked, right? Look at what the Bible said. Uh, look at the, down, let's see here. Uh, well, I, I, oh, verse number 16. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. Now look at what she has to do. Verse 17. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that, that sayest thou truly. And the Lord said to her, he said, go tell your husband. She goes, I don't have a husband. You see what she was? She was living in adultery. 
wasn't she? She was a little adultery. Oh, guess what? The Lord still loved her. The Lord was still able to save her. Aren't you glad for that? I'm glad for it. And, 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 and there, there, there was the Lord said, go call your husband. And, 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 he, and, and the Lord said, no, you, you've answered me right. You know, I, I, I believe this. I, I, uh, I, I, the Lord knew exactly what had happened. In fact, she didn't say I had five husbands before. Did she? She didn't say it. The Lord said it because he knows everything about us. You know, he knows every sin we've ever committed. He knows everything good that we've ever done. He knows everything about us. In fact, the Bible tells us here that even the hairs of our head are numbered. I'd have to say he knows us very well. And so the Lord knows everything. And so we find out that something wonderful happened. She got saved. Truth came out here, but she went back to tell some folks what had happened. Look at verse, skip down to verse number 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. Why? For the saying of the who? Woman. Don't even know her name. We don't even have her name. But she was a lady who went there to that well and Jesus was there and she got saved and now what has she done? She's gone back and she's told all the people around her what had happened. I'll tell you what, she really got saved enough where that she was wanting to tell everybody else what the Lord had done in her life. When was the last time you told someone about your own salvation? You know, sometimes you say, well, I could never lead anyone to the Lord. Why can't we all tell everybody what happened to us? People say, I just don't know how, but you know how you got saved? You get, how does other people get saved? Same way. You may be in a different place, but nobody gets saved different ways. It's only one way. And what happened? Many Samaritans got saved because one woman got saved. Well, that's a wonderful story. I began to think, I wonder what it would have been like if there had not been a well. What if there was not a well there? Would it have brought them together? I've got to think not. But the well is what brought the woman there. Also, it brought the, Lord's, the Lord there because someone dug a well. Now think about it. A wonderful outcome of something that seems strange for a Jew to go to Samaria, where there's the Samaritan woman, where they would never have anything to do with each other. But the Lord went there, I believe, because there was a well, but there was a woman to get saved there. Now the important thing is this. Almost 1,800 years ago, somebody dug a well. Somebody dug a well. Would there even be this story? Would this woman have gotten saved? I don't know. It could have been that she would have come upon Jesus. But because there was a well that was built by someone 1,800 years ago, it brought them together. Jacob had no idea when he built the well what was going to happen. Let's be honest. None of us know what the future holds. Oh, we know Bible prophecy. We know the Bible tells us about the Lord's coming again. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have plans. But I don't know what will happen. I've got to go to the doctor tomorrow. 
I'm telling you what, this is getting old. They used to say it was the golden years. It's the rusty years. I feel like spraying WD-40 in every joint I got today. Amen. But you know, you think, I've got plans to go to the doctor, but you know, I, my, my, my Lord could interrupt those plans by coming tonight. That'd be great. Won't hurt my feelings. I just, they called me on my cell phone when I was in my office just a moment ago and said, Mark Meyer, this is for you. We want you to confirm your appointment. Press one to confirm it, two to change it, three to first never bother you again the rest of your life. You know, and uh, I pushed one, I confirmed it, but I'll tell you what, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if I dropped this robe of flesh, rise with the Lord. I don't know what tomorrow may hold. Jacob didn't know what was going to happen either. But he dug a well. Almost 1,800 years earlier. You know, I thought, I understand a little bit more now about the significance of this whole story here. Why God would put in the word of God, now Jacob's well was there, because I think God was trying to say, listen, I, you know, we oftentimes, we just take that the woman got saved. I understand that. But the reason, what was all behind it was there was a well there because somebody dug the well. Everybody does something. Some people do some bad things, don't they? Some people do some good things. But this goes to show us you don't know what you do could make a big difference in somebody else's life. I believe there's some credit to old Jacob for that woman who got saved there in Samaria. I mean, that long ago, almost 1,800 years later, Again, I don't think as he's digging, he's going, well, one of these days, the Messiah's going to come and, and, and going to sit out on this well, and there's going to be a woman get saved. He didn't know, but he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And I began to think, what, in, what can we be doing that we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but what could we do that might benefit somebody else? I like last week we had our veteran service, Mr. Nicodemus, bless his heart, lost his dear wife, he's still broken hearted about it, but I thank the Lord for him. He knows this, he's going to see her again. He got up here and he started talking and uh, he said about how he was in the service and he said, I, I think, what did he say, four years he was in the, in the military? I don't know what you could hear because he stood over to the side he says, I thank, thank the Lord I was able to serve my country for four years. I thought, thank the Lord. He said, but I'm more happy than I've been able to serve the Lord for the last 64 years. I'm like, wow. That is so, so good. I'm glad he served our country, but I'm glad he served his Lord. Because here's the thing. You know, one of these days, as we grow older, we're going to drop off the scene. I thank the Lord for people who have dug the wells so that we can come to that well one day. I thank the Lord we can serve and reap benefits now. But you know, I think sometimes we're so short-sighted on what God's doing in our lives. 
This thought came to me this week. I'm glad years ago somebody started a church that I grew up in. And they started that church over 100 years before I went there to church. Somebody started that church, the First Baptist in Hammond, Indiana, who did not know me, had no clue about me, had no idea I would come to that church. But somebody started that church over 100 years before I was born. I thought also about this. It was somebody who started a ranch in Tennessee called the Bill Rice Ranch. That ranch was started by Bill Rice as really a deaf ranch. They had a little girl that was deaf, and they started for the deaf in 1953. You know, Bill Rice, I don't know if he ever knew. He was there when I was there as a kid. But I don't think he knew me. If you went up to him and said, do you know who Mark Bider is? He would say, no, of course he's in heaven now. But if you were able to go up to him and ask him who I am, he would have no idea. But him and his wife got a burden one day for some deaf kids because their daughter was deaf. So we need to make a place where deaf kids could come and get a blessing and we could tell them about Jesus. And he started that ranch in 1953. Again, had no idea of me because I wasn't born until 1954. But somebody dug a well in Hammond, Indiana that didn't know me. But I say, praise God, somebody dug a well. You see, I'm glad that Bill Rice and his wife dug a well in 1953 so a teenage boy at 17 years old could go there and get saved and that church that I grew up in was the church where God spoke to my heart that Sunday night and called me to preach I think you know that's kind of like what we're talking about in the story here somebody did something a long time ago that I have benefited from I don't know what the future may hold, but I've got to do, and I think all of us ought to look at this, we've got to do all that we can for those now, but also digging some wells, some spiritual wells for folks way beyond when we're gone. Now, I believe the Lord's coming soon. Amen. I've been saying that for a long time. Now, the old timers were saying it for a long time, too. But I believe he's coming soon. And you know what they said? They said, I believe it's sooner than ever before. And, of course, that's the way it always is. But I do know this. It could be the Lord Terry. But while we're here, I want to dig some wells. I want to dig some wells. So somebody comes along, they may not know who I am. I don't know if this woman who knew, knew who Jacob was. She may have. Maybe she didn't know who he was. It really didn't matter that she knew who he was. It mattered that she was at the well where Jesus was. And she got saved. And a wonderful story. I thank the Lord. Someone dug some wells.
I would hope that this morning we might take from this story and say, you know what, that's what I want to do too. That's what I want to do with my life. I want to invest in the work of God. Not just with my money, but with my life. I want to dig some wells so that I might be able to, think about this, digging a well of training our children in the things of God. Amen. Because our kids will grow up. And, and this is what happens. They have kids. And then those kids have kids. You know, think about this. This happens, so, we, we, we have the short-sightedness to think it's just about all right here. But our life is important about what is right here. But our life is important about things that we will never see will be gone. I may die if the Lord tarries. And the Lord tarries, we're all going to die. Right? We all have our time. Now look at this. If the Lord tarries, I die. You have a little funeral here. And I know what you're going to say. He looks so good. Thank you that I look good dead. Amen. But you're going to go past that casket and you'll, you'll say something. Said he had corny jokes and stuff like that. And he'd take me out and throw me somewhere and put me in a di- in ditch, in a, in, a, in, a, in a tomb or in a, in a grave. Whatever you're going to do. I don't know what you're going to do. One day, it'll be just a little marker there that says, Mark E. Bader. Not Mark E. like M-A-R-K-Y, all right? That's not what it is. Mark E. Bader, 1954 to whatever it is. And some, You know what? It'll be like going past the cemetery up there, go right past, don't even know who's in there. And people go past my grave, they won't know who I am. This is what I'm praying We dug a well called Heritage Baptist Church. We dug a well. And there'll be a time when folks will be here if the Lord tarries. And folks will be in here and they'll not even remember Mark Bader. That's all right. I don't care if they don't remember me. But I always want there to be a place, if you will, a well, where you can bring somebody in. And they could hear the preaching of God's word and be saved. I want, you, I want there to be a place, even after I'm gone, and the weeds are all grown up over my, my, my uh, burial plot. That's all right. I don't want you all coming out there. I'm not going to be there. You don't go there and say, well, I just want to go talk to the preacher. He ain't talking to me. I'm up there. Amen. You may not remember me, but I hope there'll be people come in here and kids come. Wouldn't it be something? Kids come to church here never knew who Mark Biter was, but they came in because someone dug Mark Biter, dug a well, and a bunch of people dug a well here in Martinsburg, and the kids came, parents came and brought their kids, and their kids got saved, and the kids grew up in a church that's preaching the word of God, and their kids have gone out serving. Wouldn't it be something that there's kids out on mission fields, and there's kids that are serving God, and some preachers out there, and some homes that are bringing their children, great-great-grandchildren of ours to church. It can happen because we dug a well. It's not about all that we can be famous for, and that's not what it's about at all. I think it's interesting what God said here. Now, Jacob's well was there. 
It was just there. You know, if we can go to heaven this morning and find that Samaritan woman, we get up there and we find her there. She's in the fourth mansion on the right, that block. We go down there and knock on the door. She comes to the door and said, Man, are you the are you the woman? I don't know your name and never was found in the Bible, but were you the woman that was at the well? Jacob's well, and you got saved when Jesus was there? She goes, yes, that was me. We'd say, wow, that was so awesome. What would you like to say? I think she would say this. I'm glad Jesus was there. And I'm glad somebody dug that well so I can find Jesus as my Savior. Heritage Baptist Church is a well. Let's keep the well dug and cleaned out good. Let's keep the well flowing, amen? And let's in our lives invest, if you will, and I'll use the term wells, that others might follow the Lord. I don't want the credit. I don't think any of us want the credit, but I want there to be a well where folks will still drive up. You know, it would be something people come back, come to church here and go, wonder where that church got started. That's all right. I'm just glad they come, and they better still be singing the hymns. Amen, Amen Seth. You're, you're younger than me. You'll be around. I just, I'm, I'm right now planning this. I've told him. I said, if he starts singing other songs, I'm going to come back and haunt him. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to haunt you, too. If you're sitting there and you're singing, you know, they look, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to smack you behind the head. Let's keep the well cleaned up. Keep it flowing. So the Lord can save more people here. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank the Lord. Someone dug a well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time this morning. Lord, simple little story here. If we're not careful, we'll miss it. We can just sit here and say, well, that's good. Someone built a well one time, but Father, somebody needs to dig a well today. Men and women in this room need to be concerned about not just what they're having for lunch, but be concerned about digging a well that might influence somebody else down the road someday. Some moms and dads digging a well of training their children in the things of God. Some grandmas and grandpas be digging a well of influence for the grandkids and the great-grandkids. God, help us to understand the importance of that one little statement about Jacob digging that well. Father, it's something all of us can do. And we may not see the end results. Jacob had been long gone when this took place. But there's a woman in heaven today because he dug a well. Speak to us this morning. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, maybe you're here this morning, you're not sure you're saved. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, if I was to die right now, I don't know I'd go to heaven, but I'd like to know that. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone this morning? Preacher, I'm not sure of salvation, but I'd like to know that. Maybe this morning you say, Preacher, I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven, but maybe you've never been baptized since you've been saved. 
you know what you need to do? You need to come and let us know. We can get the baptistry all ready, and you can get baptized. That's the first thing you ought to do after you get saved, to get baptized. Do what God says. Maybe this morning God spoke to your heart, Christian. And you know, you say, boy, I'm glad someone dug a well. And you can think back of folks that started churches where you went to and maybe got saved, a soul winner came to your door. Somebody dug a well. It's time for us all to dig some wells for folks we may never see. But one of these days, I just have a feeling that that Samaritan woman, that we don't even know her name, went up to Jacob and said, thank you, sir, for digging that well. One of these days, when we get to heaven, I hope someone will say thank you for digging the well. Father, bless and speak to our hearts in this invitation time. May we be a people busy digging wells. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.